What you just heard was students of the W. Ross McDonald School of the Blind and their school motto. And that's the name of our podcast. The impossible is only the untried. My name is Mandy E. McLean, and I am the project coordinator of the W. Ross McDonald and Prologue Performing Arts Collaboration. When meeting with the artistic team and the initial sessions with the students, we started to realize this project has multiple phases, just like the creation of a new work. So this semester, we've decided to work on phase one, phase one of a story that we're then going to revisit next semester, phase one of developing a new play and figuring out how all audience members can sit next to each other and engage in the same story. Phase two, we're going to test out those theories. We're going to try and implement what we're thinking might work. I wanted to take a moment to introduce you to members of our artistic team. Theatre professionals that work in Toronto and across the country. We have Laird McDonald that's going to consult on lighting. We have Richard Farron who's going to consult on sound and sound placement. Mike Brunel who's going to work on audio and tech. We have Adam Palazza who's going to come in and work on movement with the students. And Alex Balmer who's going to come in and touch on voice. And we also have Leah Holder. Leah is a very close collaborator of mine and also a dear friend and a professional colleague. I've known her for many, many years. And when I knew that this project needed a dramaturg, there was nobody better that I wanted to call. So Leah, tell us a little bit about dramaturgy. Uh, Dramaturgy is one of these things that no one really seems to know what it means. Even dramaturgs work in a really vast variety amount of ways. So some dramaturgs are production dramaturgs where they are creating materials to help the audience digest the script or the play. They're creating like those program guides and ways in which like access the work. And there's also new play dramaturgs of which that's kind of more of my jam is I'm a new play dramaturg, which means that I'm kind of like a play midwife. So I meet with the playwright, I talk about ideas, I ask them questions about the script, all in an effort to help that new piece of script, that new piece of writing, have stronger story, have stronger text, be more accessible, and kind of come out the other side of the project with being closer to what we all hope that project was going to be. How do you see the audience being a part of that work in the ways that you just described it? I think part of the dramaturg's job is to think about who that audience is going to be and what kinds of things that audience needs in order to understand the work or to kind of get the most out of what the script is. And that, especially for this project, the audience is a completely different audience than anything I've worked with before. The audience is made up of students of that school and teachers who have this like lived experience of low vision, no vision, blindness, as such, like the story, the text, the the story beats, the way that that story is communicated needs something different than other theaters that I might have worked at. So I think that paying attention to the audience is integral mm-hmm. in a piece like this, yeah. more so than maybe in other things that I've done. I was certainly really nervous before I met the class because I've never worked with students who were coming from a low vision or no vision uh, place of work. So that was like totally new to me. So I tried to approach it as I would with any other high school class. I've had lots of chances to work with other high school students in the in the GTA and beyond. So you start by reading the play, you start by creating lists of questions for yourself about the script about the story questions you want to ask the playwright about 
uh, what something means or what their intention is so that you can help that playwright guide the text that's on the page towards the thing that they're that they mean. Sometimes you're the first reader or listener of the script before an audience. And so you you're encountering the script one moment at a time, the way that you will when you're witnessing it in the theater. So I did all of those like dramaturgy things that I would do approaching any other project. And then I kind of thought, oh, yeah. And also they have a really different lived experience than me. So how do I encounter that? So then I started thinking about what are the other things that this script needs to have? And this was a conversation that we had had with the prologue team and the teacher that this script needs to embed descriptive language so that this full story, whether you are seeing it, witnessing it, listening to it, or however you are encountering or experiencing that story in the theater, you are getting the fullness of the story. Totally. That there's multiple ways to engage with the story that isn't based in visuals. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. And it, it really made me like you, ta- you asked about my assumptions, but also that just like so much of the way we encounter theater is about the visual. Yeah. That's not the way that you're accessing this material. Then like, what are the other things you need to, to focus on? Totally. So I think the theater I had had access to so far in my life was very different than what our expectations and way of working needed to be for this project. Yeah, what our need was for this project. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. I was so happy that I got to do the O&M training as part of my experience of working. You are, you're given um, like a covering for your eyes. So you're, you're blinded. You yeah. have a guide who will take you around the school and talk to you about the ways in which uh, people from the blind community, people with low vision, no vision are guided or the ways in which they can ask for for guidance or ask for kind of facilitating movements. I definitely had more skills to work with the class kind of in knowing what their, what their language is, what their, what their systems and structures are of the way in which they move through the world. One thing I definitely noticed in that, in my session was that, that there's so much self-advocacy that comes from that person that I, I was just so blown away by. And you see that in the emotional maturity and self-advocacy that takes place in that classroom. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like yeah. when it comes to dramaturgy in so many other high school classes that I've worked in, you know, you ask them a question and the students are really nervous to answer or they're not sure how to answer. They want to make sure that they say the right thing. And so they kind of just say nothing. And the students at this school were so primed and ready with opinions and mm-hmm. thoughts. Oh my God. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and like ways in which to help make the work better in, yeah. a, in a way that like, I don't think I've ever encountered a high school class. And, yeah. and of course it dawned on me that it's like, right. They, they, they have to live with this level of self-advocacy and, and way of like maybe other high school students don't have to do in their day-to-day totally. life. Yeah. And I think so that's huge. So the other side of it is in terms of their artistry, they are so ready to tell you what they think. Mm-hmm. And that is phenomenal. <laughs> it's awesome. And it's, it's wild. Fantastic. <laughs> and like, so uh, I would say actually as like facilitators in the room makes our job easier in so many ways. Oh uh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. I am. I am like, please tell me what you think. We're making this project for you about you. Like and, I'm over here. Yeah. I'm on the outside of it, helping to facilitate and make it more yourselves in order for those students to access the script, access the text. It needed to be, the text needed to be kind of changed into all these other methods of access, which takes a lot of time, whether yeah. that's 
Braille or uh, contracted Braille. Yeah, Some which... students needed audio resources. So yep. the the ways in which I would have normally asked for change, maybe it's not the wasn't the best way forward for this group of students. I think, and that's what we mentioned that you know timelines, because I think a big discovery for you and I as colleagues that the process of uh, adjusting a script and then uh, setting the play, setting for lack of a better word, uh, the play to then have a final draft is very different for these students. I think the biggest finding that I had was that the timeline on which to work was going to be really different than I had kind of discovered before doing new work. The access needs of these students in terms of like how they were going to get the script that all takes time. And so you can't change the text as much once you've like given it to your students. Totally. Um, so that was, that was a big challenge for me. I was like, if, when I get to work on this process again, what I'm most excited for is figuring out how to still do new play dramaturgy where you want the actors and the students to affect change on the script, how to do that where the students are still able to access the, the script and material. So totally. I think it's about kind of totally. like stretching out the timeline. It's, it's about kind of wrapping our heads around a totally non-traditional timeline for a, for a script like this. And I think separating the process where you've got like a process of workshopping, development, dramaturgy in, yes. in one time. And then once that's done, then you move into a rehearsal process yeah absolutely the the actors aren't trying to like learn the text and get it up on its feet at the same time that I'm asking questions about it I'm just like okay can we change that absolutely absolutely so it's like the process of it's it's as though the process and for lack of a better word only the moment when the play becomes set when the text needs to become repeatable is a totally different process in this work and in this room and for this type of audience And so therefore, it sounds like what you're telling me, Leah, your findings that you're able to take forward into the larger theater community that is something along these lines. And I think like over the past few years, I know that lots of theater practitioners are just questioning the timelines and economy of our work. And I think this to me, this is just one more example of another process for which this really particular economy of a two and a half week rehearsal just doesn't work. And I am, I'm just really excited to figure out like what, what an alternative process is. I'm really excited totally. to, I think to hopefully key, come back to it. Totally. I think the key word in that is maybe, right? Because yeah. it's about going, cool, does this work? And then if it doesn't exactly. work, it's about going, cool, what about this? So Leah, from what I'm hearing from you, there's two things that overall that you're saying. For this audience, there's this idea of descriptive language and how to embed and integrate and elevate that and make that really fascinating and awesome and super. And that there's also this idea for these students and the ways of creating this work to kind of re-examine the timelines. Bringing both of those things back to the greater theater community uh, can actually make the ecology better for all of us. Because they're oh exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, then it's going to create work that there's more modalities and methods in which we can encounter and engage in the work. And it's going to be more accessible for all different types of audience members. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me, Leah Holder. I can't wait to keep working with you on this project. Thank you so much for inviting me into this W Ross process. It has been incredible. Like for me, what an amazing experience and project is going on at that school. Thanks so much, Leah. We'll talk to you soon. 
The impossible. The impossible. The impossible. The impossible. The impossible. The impossible. The impossible is only the untried.